Hi, Scott and John here. Yeah, folks, the world is fast approaching the end game, and we are trying to expose the upcoming deception before time runs out. We want to make this a full-time goal, and we need your support to fight the satanic global elite. So here's how you can help. Subscribe to the new Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast to listen to every episode ad-free. Plus, get full access to our special guest interviews and special events, downloadable show notes, our Bible Mysteries monthly newsletter, and access to a new community forum. Sure. So just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com or you can click the uh, link in the show notes to get started today. Thanks again. Welcome to Bible Mysteries. You're listening to episode number eight, The War in Heaven. What if there are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know? Are you ready to take the red pill? And now, here are your hosts, Scott and Zena. Hello and welcome again to Bible Mysteries Podcast. I'm Scott and I am here with... Zena. We are going to share with you the things in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know about. Today, we're going to talk about um, a war coming, Zena. It's called the War in Heaven. Have you ever heard of that? I have not heard about the War in Heaven. Well, it's interesting. It's in Actually, this is something in the New Testament. It's alluded to in the Old Testament, but the New Testament talks more about what's coming. So it's, uh, it's a future event that hasn't happened yet, but it's kind of scary to think about because it's not a war between men. It's a war between angels. How so? Well, it turns out, so remember in the past episodes, we've discussed that the world once was occupied by angels. Yes. And that Lucifer was sort of like the king of the earth, the king of those angels, and decided he wanted more. He wanted to be God. So he rebelled against God with a third of all the angels that God created, and they joined Lucifer in that sort of a rebellion. So there's been a war before. You know, it's not described in detail, but we know this, we could, you could call it a coup or an insurrection, or something like that. But an attempt was made to overthrow the throne of God, and Lucifer lost. And through that act of rebellion, sin was sort of introduced into the universe. That's right. And then you might recall that we discussed how after that, the world became a, a waste, sort of, because it looks like God had a perfect creation in the, in the beginning, but Lucifer, when he was cast out from this attempt at a coup laid waste to the earth and corrupted God's creation and made it polluted, so to speak. Yes. So God had to start again, and that's where we found the earth was without form and void. Remember we talked about that phrase? Yes, we did. And there was water and darkness. And mm -hmm. we went, why would there be any darkness with God's first yeah. creation? Well, the darkness came through that sinful rebellion. And then God gave dominion to man. He created Adam. He created man from the dust of the earth. Remember, he kind of said, okay, I made you this perfect, beautiful cherub. I'm going to take some dirt and give him your role. That's true. Give him your throne. <laughs> and so Satan didn't like that so much. Well, um, he ended up, as we discussed, uh, intervening with God's plan to make man sin and rebel, just like the angels did. And through the fall of man, sin was introduced into the human experience. Right? Yes. So now we're all born in sin, according to the scriptures, not because we, we were born to go, I want to do something bad, but because we were born with a nature, almost like a genetic defect. Yes. And remember that genetic defect introduced death. We weren't created to die. We were originally supposed to live forever. But we came into the world with this ability, uh, or, or we introduced into our bloodstream this ability to sin, and that sin is what's killing us. 
And even though for a time we even discussed there was a much longer lifespan. Uh, that's right. Some people lived upward of like 900 years. That's right. I think the oldest lived person was a man named Methuselah, who was 969 years old when he died. It's a long time. <laughs> it really is. And he really died the year the flood came. But anyway, uh, ever since then, the battle has been a spiritual battle of God redeeming man through a hidden program that he had, which involved the seed of the woman. And that was one of the last things that we talked yes, about. Yes, that was the last thing we talked about. Right. And so it turns out that according to the scripture, the seed that would be born ended up being Jesus, who yes. ended up dying for mankind in a redemptive act. And the devil didn't understand what was happening. He thought, I could just let's just kill the guy that's going to try to stop me. Mm-hmm. And he didn't know that through killing Christ, it would bring redemption. It would bring a means of God to save the world. So ever since, he can't go back and undo what was done at the cross. But he's trying to stop the future salvation of man. And it's interesting to note, too, that angels are sort of limited in that, even though they're higher than we are as human beings in the creative realm, they can't just come down here and kill you. Why is that? Evidently, God limits their ability to interact. They're in a different realm, if you will. They're, in, they're spiritual beings, even though there's a physicality to them. When we say spiritual, they're not ghosts floating around. You know, It's a spiritual realm, and we are, have a physical realm. So they can interact, but they do it through means of men. So, for example, if Satan wanted to kill a bunch of people, he's got to raise up a Hitler or a bad person to come along and have a motive to want to do this. You know, remember he used Cain to kill his brother Abel. That's right. And then he used the fallen angels to come in and create the giants. Exactly. And we had three episodes of the giants and mm-hmm. remember the, the discussion we had with Ryan Peterson yes. and how amazing that was. And he even alluded a little bit to uh, the angels coming back in the future. Remember and talking about intermingling with the men again. So we're going to discuss really in the next two episodes uh, the coming war between angels and what they probably are going to do when they appear. Okay. Because what we're going to find out today is this war is going to cast the angels out of their current realm, and I'm talking about the fallen angels, Okay. which is the second heaven. That's right. Remember we talked about three heavens, and mm-hmm. the third is God's throne. And the first is our atmosphere. Mm -hmm. So in between is what we might call outer space. Ooh. So think about that when we talk about aliens later. Angels, fallen angels, are in that realm that is considered outer space. Would you say, or can you, well, I don't want to mix up my words or say something that you didn't say, but would you, could you possibly state that maybe... Aliens are the fallen angels? As a matter of fact, I think they are. And we're going to find in this, the episode after this week, we're going to find out that the likely scenario of what their plan is, is to claim to be the aliens. And they have a reason for that. We're going to get into that. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> so let's start in the scripture about this coming war, because the war is going to be the catalyst for what might happen if they pretend to be aliens. And we're going to find out why. Okay. Okay. So Revelation chapter 12, it's the last book of the Bible, all right? And it's considered to be the book that was written by John the Apostle, Mm -hmm. one of the 12 apostles. And he writes in verse 7, there was war in heaven. Now he says was as though it's past tense, but he was carried in the future to write it as though it's happened. 
So there's war in heaven in Revelation 12, verse 7. It says, Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels. Now, Michael is the archangel of God, and okay. he's actually called the prince of Israel. Why is that? Because every nation has a prince, and we talked about the term principalities and powers, spiritual wickedness in high places, and mm -hmm. that's in the book of Ephesians, one of the letters Paul wrote. And he was referring to fallen angels, you know, wicked angels, as it were. Now, there's demons involved, too, and remember we talked about the demons are the disembodied spirits of those giants that were killed yes. in the flood, right? So they are satanic creatures, but they're not angels. They're their own entity. They're confined to the earth. Mm -hmm. And so they infiltrate things. They interfere with man, but they're doing Satan's bidding. And Satan is the dragon. Remember, we talked about he's that serpent mm -hmm. in the garden, and he wasn't a snake. He was a dragon, right? Mm-hmm. So this dragon had his angels, and uh, if we backed up to this same chapter in Revelation, verse 3, we sort of get the origin of this. And we'll read it now because it might make sense. It says, um, There appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his heads. So this is like a sign appearing in the stars. And his tail, the dragon's tail, drew the third part of the stars of heaven. And the word drew there is D-R-E-W. And it's an old form of saying drag past tense. So you might say today, you know, oh, he dragged his wagon behind him. Okay. Okay. They would have said he drew his wagon. It's like when you go to draw water and you carry the bucket. You draw water and then where, were his, where have you been? I went, I went to draw water. Oh, you've drawn water. You drew water, you know, and carried oh, it okay. home, right? <laughs> Definitely makes sense. So we think of drawing like with a pencil or a pen, yeah. right? But this drawing has dragging, carrying from one place to another. So the tail of the dragon drew or dragged, as it were, the third part of the stars of heaven. Well, the stars, as, we, as it turns out, are angels. Stars are used in the Bible metaphorically and literally, but in this case, it's a picture of angels, right? Okay. They were called morning stars, in Job 38, right? Okay. <laughs> when, when they let God laid the foundation, they sang for joy. That's so true. And they were singing because he was making them a home. That was their original habitation. So his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And so that's sort of like a summary of what's about to happen. And then it says, uh, and the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And so it's a picture of what's coming. There's a period in time that is known as the tribulation in the Bible. And it's a seven-year period of time. And there's a point where we're going to talk about a really great mystery about the timing of things. And it's, it starts in the book of Daniel, a prophet. And he refers to something called 70 weeks. And in this prophecy, the 70 weeks represents time, but it's not weeks of days, mm -hmm. it's weeks of years. Okay. So a week is literally seven, and we think of a week as seven days. Yes. Well, it was a mystery thing, because God didn't want Satan to figure out what he was doing. So he talked about 70 weeks, and it ends up being 70 weeks of years. So when you multiply 70 times seven, you get 490. So it was a literally a prophecy about 490 years. 69 of those 70 weeks 
or 483 of the years, mm -hmm. were fulfilled when Jesus died on a cross. That year he died was the 483rd year of the prophecy. And the last week, the 70th week, mm -hmm. or final seven years, that timing was interrupted. In the year he died, the clock stopped. Now, why did it stop? Because God had a plan to introduce a time period that was not associated with that prophecy. It interrupted the 490 years, mm -hmm. right? And it, it's been a 2,000-year period of time, okay? So in the last year of the 69th week, Jesus, the man who came as king and Messiah to Israel, mm -hmm. they said, we don't want him. Kill him, crucify him. So they killed him. And it stopped the clock when they did that. And God said, okay, you don't want him as your king? Come on home. And he brought him back to his throne in the third heaven where he's sitting waiting for God the Father to say, okay, you can go back now and finish the last week. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so for 2,000 years, there's been, been a gap. He's been sitting there. He's been sitting there and there's been a gap in time. So the seven years remain to be counted down and the clock hasn't started yet. Oh. Yep. <laughs> there's an event that has to take place before the clock can start. Do you know what that event is? I do. <laughs> and it's another mystery. Okay. And we're going to talk about that too. We're going to talk about that too eventually. But when the clock does start, the seven years have to expire. And at the end of the seven years, according to the Bible, Jesus comes back to sit now, on his throne. Now, will God come back or just Jesus? Jesus comes back first. Okay. And the interesting thing about it, he's going to reign on the earth as a king, physically here, from Jerusalem for 1,000 years. Then after that, the eighth day will begin, which is the 8,000 year period. Uh -huh. And eight is the number of new beginnings. Think of like music again, seven notes in a major scale. And the eighth note is the first note again, but it's a new beginning. It's beginning the scale again. Yeah. Well, in the eighth day after Christ reigns for a thousand years, God's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. And that'll How last exciting. forever. Yeah, isn't it? I think it is. I think it's very exciting. And so what we're talking about today is a war that's going to lead up to all that. It's sort of the catalyst that brings us to this final bit of closure. And then we've discussed another person called the Antichrist, the man of sin. Yes. He's an individual that's going to appear at the same time. And he's just a man at first, but he's a man that gains tremendous political power. And he actually is going to conquer nations through war and bring peace, but it's a false peace. But the world's going to think he's the best thing since sliced bread, right? Okay. So the world's going to love this guy because he's going to be the guy that fixes a lot of the chaos. He brings order out of the chaos. But what's really interesting, and that's what's going to lead us back to this war, perfect segue, is we're going to find out that when the dragon and his angels are cast out of heaven and they lose this battle, they come down to the earth. And one of the things that Satan, the dragon, does is he enters into the body of this man. This Antichrist. Okay. He thinks he's a god because he's so great. Yeah. But a, just an average guy is going to kill him with a sword. Yep. And he's going to die. And that that instant, or not that instant, but very right about the same time, is when Satan's cast out of heaven. And he's going to bring this guy back to life. 
And when he does that and he's resurrected from the dead, guess what people are going to think? They're going to think he's Jesus. Oh, that's terrible. They're going to think he's the Messiah. He's the Savior. Oh, goodness. All right? And so um, when he does that, they worship him. All the world worships him, and they even take his mark. Now, Ryan Peterson, in that last interview we did about the Giants, alluded to this briefly, and he covered so much cool material that we didn't even have time to get into this, and we are going to do it in the next episode. That's kind of where I'm going with this. But what's interesting is if you think about the world today, and you think about we have Christians, we have Jews, we have Muslims, we have Buddhists, we have Hindus, mm-hmm. uh, Shinto, many, many religions yes. that all claim a different belief for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Okay. What in the world would unite everybody to come together and suddenly throw away all that they believe for all these centuries and worship another God? What could possibly bring them together and cause them to think, you know what? We've been wrong all this time. This is the truth. This is God. We're going to start worshiping him and we'll follow him and take his mark. Yeah. Can you imagine an event that would happen that would completely change the course of the world 180 degrees? Nope, I cannot. I can't think of anything either except for one thing. What if something happens on the world that causes people to doubt everything they ever believed was true? In other words, that there even existed a God. What can you think of might happen that could occur right before our eyes and be broadcast on television that would make everybody think we've been wrong. There's something else. Um, definitely bringing someone back from the dead. That would be like, whoa. But that's been done before. True. In the Bible. So it didn't create that big of a change. You could say it did in a sense because Jesus's resurrection of the dead mm-hmm. brought forth a belief that changed the world. Right. Very true. But it didn't convince everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we're a Christianity is a minority of the world when you think of religion, so to speak. But what if suddenly we were visited by a superior, intelligent alien race? Then all of a sudden, the Bible can't be true. That's true. We're not alone. Mm-hmm. We're not unique. We're just. <laughs> and what if they came and they said uh, something about how we got here in the first place? And they said, we're responsible for that. You know, and then, and there, it would be like, you know, follow the science, follow the science, you know, (laughs) as they've been saying about the COVID stuff. And all of a sudden it would be indisputable. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's one possibility of an event. But then, would everyone really believe these aliens? Well, obviously not everybody is going to believe it, but what we're talking about is an event that causes most of the world to believe. So getting back to the war in heaven... If we continue where we were in Revelation 12, I think it was verse 8, they prevailed not. In this battle, Michael and his angels defeat the dragon and his angels. Okay. They prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. Where is their place right now? It's heaven. Mm -hmm. The second heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent, the devil, and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world, he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. 
Now, we're going to come back to that in the next episode. So in the back of your mind, I want you to think about if the angels are cast out of heaven and okay. Satan too, and they come down to the earth, the indication would be that we'll see them. They're now True. confined to the earth, so they're sort of like us. Mm-hmm. Not that they're flesh and blood, but we can now see them, and they're not in that spiritual realm anymore. All right? And when they show up, what are we going to think? You know? Yeah. If they're, if it's Satan, and he's not going to appear as this horned creature, the, the monster. <laughs> I mean, if he did that, everybody would run, right? Right. We would know it's him. But he's going to appear some way, and, that's the, and what's he going to say? How's he going to explain this? So we'll get to that there. All right? Now... Uh, We already kind of went back to Revelation 3 to sort of talk about the origin of it. The dragon is the seven-headed red dragon. The stars are the angels, all right? So they're going to be cast out of the earth. And once they're here, they're sort of confined to the earth. In fact, you you see in the scripture, never again do they go back into the spiritual realm or the heavenlies, Mm -hmm. okay? In fact, it says in verse 10, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down. Another name for Satan is the accuser of the brethren. Satan is a prosecuting attorney. <laughs> There's a lot of people that think the devil is a, is a lawyer, but uh, here it's proof that he is in fact an accuser. Yes. Prosecutors accuse you, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like he's uh, he and his angels surround the earth, so to speak, in heaven. And they're constantly saying, see that? She sinned. See that? She messed up. He messed up. He lied. And God is saying, yes, but if they're mine, their sins are covered. Yes. Through the seed of the woman, right? Jesus. Through Jesus. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's constantly accusing, but God's constantly saying, sorry, legally, I can't prosecute them. They're covered by the blood. And so, but he doesn't stop him. He keeps accusing. He keeps accusing. Mm -hmm. So God handles everything legally because the devil's a lawyer. Yes. (laughs) He's a prosecuting attorney. (laughs) But here we're seeing that he's saying uh, their um, salvation and strength has come. And verse 11 says, they, the ones he accused, uh, they overcame him, Satan, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they love not their lives unto the death. Because these individuals in this time period, this seven-year time period when this all happens, are going to be persecuted and put to death by Satan and his antichrist. They're going to become martyrs, all right? And, but verse 12 is interesting because it says, Therefore rejoice ye heavens, mm-hmm. and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Hi, we hope you're enjoying the podcast, but I want to take a moment to remind you of something very important. There are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know. And the world is fast approaching the end game, and we want to expose the coming deception before time runs out. Freedom of speech is under attack, and evil elements within governments and multinational corporations are trying to prevent you from learning the truth. Scott and I are being censored by social media platforms as we speak. This is true. So you can help us use the satanic global elite's own tools against them. Subscribe to Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast so the controlled media can't shut us down. We can use our own platforms to help expose them and keep you informed. But to do that, we need your support. Help us to go full-time with Bible Mysteries. Just $7 a month gives you every current episode ad-free without these annoying appeals. 
You also get full access to our special guest interviews and special events, downloadable show notes, our Bible Mysteries monthly newsletter, and access to the community forum where we answer your questions. Just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com to help us stop the assault on Christianity and free speech. And don't forget, you can always donate any amount to support us at utbnow.com. These gifts are tax deductible. Thanks again, and here's the show. And literally, he has three and a half years left before his end. Yep. So what we're seeing then is the devil's cast out with his angels. They're going to be confined to the earth. The heavens are going to rejoice because they've been cleansed, purged of him and his iniquity. But the earth, he says, woe to them because he's now really mad. (laughs) And he knows he has just a little time left. And he's like, when when you back a dog into a corner, right? Oh, my god. They become vicious. Yes. They're desperate. And they're panicked and they, they bite, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it's sort of like that. And in fact, it says in verse 13, when the dragon saw that he was cast under the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. Now, we'll get into the man-child another time because that's another mystery. Okay. And it happens to be uh, 144,000 Jewish male virgins that are going to preach to Israel during the time Moses and Elijah are doing their signs and wonders. Okay. Okay. But with, through their preaching, a lot of Jewish people are going to turn to the Messiah. They're going to turn back to the one they rejected 2000 years ago. Mm -hmm. Okay. And when they do that and they become believers, they're targets for Satan. He wants them dead. He's going to go out. And now that he's confined to the earth and he's got a man and a body he can use, he's going to go after them. That's not good. It's not good. And he's going to go after them in a big way. Now, God has a plan to protect them. And it goes on to talk about how he's going to give them the wings of an eagle and they're going to fly into the wilderness where he has a place prepared for her. And he's going to nourish her there for three and a half years. So they're going to be there protected by God. Okay. Some are going to be caught and killed, but they're the martyrs that we're talking about. Okay. okay? Uh, but anyway, um, Ephesians chapter 6 is another New Testament passage. And I kind of alluded to it earlier, but I want to read that verse again in its proper context. Because we're talking about um, these angels that are going to be cast down from heaven. Well, the Apostle Paul wrote these words in verse 12 of Ephesians 6, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. It's these fallen angels. Now, the thing is, we talked about God put a limitation on what they can do. Yes. So they operate through men. Well, remember we talked about that passage in Luke 4 where Jesus took was taken by the devil up to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time, time travel, right? Mm -hmm. So to speak. Well, John was traveled forward in time to write these things in the revelation. All right. Okay. Paul's not in, in going forward in time to write what he's talking about principalities and powers. They existed then they exist now, but they're called the rulers of the darkness of this world. There's a darkness in the world right now that they are in charge of. And there are men that they use and manipulate to carry out Satan's agenda. Mm -hmm. But they're human beings. And they are extremely wealthy people. We're going to get to a point where we're going to try to expose them. 
okay. in this podcast. Not by name. I don't know who their names are. But we talk about billionaires like Bill Gates. Now, I have my doubts about him being involved in any of this, <laughs> but it's not my purpose to accuse him of yes. anything. I just know he's worth somewhere in the neighborhood of $40 billion and maybe, you know, Jim uh, or uh, Warren Buffett, mm-hmm. another billionaire. Donald Trump's a billionaire, you know, our president. Yeah. He's worth like $5 billion or something, but that's a lot of money. That is. I mean, a billion, that's a lot of money. I know. A billion is a thousand million. It's a thousand million. You know, My goodness. Somebody said if you spent $1,000 a day, every day, since the day Christ died till now, you would not yet have spent a billion dollars. That's that how much money crazy. that is. Crazy. Okay, now, mind blowing. Here, get ready to have your mind blown. <laughs> there are trillionaires in this world. You're kidding. And you don't know their names. They're not in the public eye. They're not Warren Buffett and Donald Trump and Bill Gates. They're something else. They're families that have been around a long, long time, okay? And they've been part of this agenda for centuries. And so they still, they control so much wealth, they can make nations rise and fall. And when we talk about principalities and powers, you remember we talked about Michael was the archangel of God, mm-hmm. and he's the prince of Israel. Yeah. Other nations have their princes too, but they're fallen angels. In the book of Daniel, we saw a prince of Persia and a prince of Grecia. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a prince of China, there's a prince of Russia, there's a prince of the United States, and they are fallen angels. And they have their people in place. You know, uh-huh. so when we talk about how come no matter who we vote for, no matter what social change happens, no matter what we try to do, revolution, whatever, nothing ever really changes. It's because behind the scenes of all of this, the same people have been manipulating all of this. And they use those events and they use government and they use revolution. They yeah. use it for their purposes, but it's always moving towards their aim, not yours. I want peace. I want prosperity. I want yeah. everybody to be happy. Mm-hmm. I want everybody to love each other. I want us to stop dividing over things. Yeah. You know? I want us to recognize we're all human beings. We, should, we can all care for each other, and we should all show that mutual respect and kindness. But it's not going to happen until the Lord comes back. You know? Very true. And the reason is because of this right here, principalities and powers. So there's a human element involved, and they're very sinister people. They don't care who they hurt. Right? They don't care because they've been a part of this and literally they worship Satan. They literally believe that Lucifer should be the God we all worship because they worship him. Oh, goodness. And you would never know it <laughs> unless you found out the truth about them. So we see they're going to fall. We've seen these angels are going to come down. They're going to be cast to the earth. Now, in the book of Daniel, chapter 10, we've already referred to him a few times. Mm-hmm. In verse 12, it says, Then he said unto me, Fear not, Daniel, an angel is talking to Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. So he's kind of saying, I knew you prayed about this, and I'm come to give you an answer. From the moment you started praying, we heard you, God knew, and he sent me to give you an answer. Okay? Okay. But here's the interesting thing, verse 13. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. Now, this person talking is an angel whose name is Gabriel. You might have heard that name before. Yes. Okay. So Gabriel was God's messenger angel to give Daniel some words. He gave Daniel the message about the 70 weeks. 
As a matter of fact, that's what we were talking about. Okay. He's the one that told Daniel the 70-week mystery. But he was saying, in effect, I would have got here sooner, but it took me three weeks because I had to fight with the prince of Persia. Now, if the prince of Persia was a king or a man, how does a man stop an angel? Yeah. He couldn't. It's in a spiritual realm. The angel would just blow right past him. Right. Or right through him if he wanted to, you know. So he wasn't fighting a man, was he? No, he wasn't. Who's definitely the wasn't. prince of Persia? A fallen angel. You're right. So there were fallen angels controlling kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Even then. Even 1,500 years ago, or in this case, 3,500 years ago. My goodness. They've been doing it ever since man sinned. Mm-hmm. All right? They're still doing it today. So if there was a prince of the kingdom of Persia, and he withstood this angel three weeks enough to where Michael had to come help him, they're powerful. Why? Well, they're angels, so they have abilities, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not calling them like superpowers, but they're supernatural powers, if you will. Yeah. Angelic powers. And uh, it just shows you that there's, there's real um, engagement between angels. Of, of Think about this war in heaven. This is going to be staggering. Mm-hmm. And we talk about Star Wars. Yeah. This is the literal Star Wars, right? <laughs> angels are stars. Mm-hmm. They're going to battle in heaven. Lucifer and his angels will lose the battle, and they'll be cast to the earth. Well, when they're confined to the earth, they're going to show up. Are they going to look like angels, or what are they going to look like, you know? Yeah. they got to come up with a story. Why are you here? Well, we were fighting God's angels, and we lost. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think that's going to be That's not going to work very well. <laughs> so... This is a picture in Daniel of the fact that there's real physical engagement between angels. Mm-hmm. And then if we go to verse 20, he returns back after he gives the message. Then said he, knowest thou wherefore I come unto thee? It's like, now you know why I came. Now I will return. He doesn't say return to go back to heaven. He says, I will return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I am gone forth, lo, the prince of Grisha shall come. But I will show thee that which is noted in the scripture of truth. And there is none that holdeth with you in these things but Michael, your prince. Daniel's a Jew, but he happens to be in captivity. Mm-hmm. Because God had punished Israel for their disobedience by having a king named Nebuchadnezzar come in. He was the king of Babylon. And he conquered Israel and carried them as captive prisoners. Yeah. So they were 70 years out of their land. And in that 70-year period of time, Babylon, that empire, which controlled all the world at that time and then conquered Israel as well, was defeated in battle by the Persian Empire. And they took control of Babylon and Israel and all those nations and expanded their empire a little bit. And then after they ruled for several hundred years, Alexander the Great, you might have heard of him. I have. The Macedonian Mm -hmm. king conquered Persia and the Greek empire took over for the next 400 years until Rome conquered them. And then the Roman Empire was in control for quite a while until they fell apart. So Babylon, Persia, Greece, Rome. Four empires that were prophesied in the Old Testament before they even existed. And their reign being uh, taken over by each successive kingdom was prophesied too. Mm -hmm. 
Well, if there's a prince of Persia and a prince of Grecia, there was a prince of Babylon and there was a prince of Rome. Were these princes fallen angels? Absolutely. So fallen angels wanted to take over other fallen angels. I think they might have fought amongst themselves because men fight among themselves. Mm -hmm. Wicked men fight among themselves and good men too. Uh, but um, it was more likely that God was saying, um, I love the movie Undercover Brother where he says, Mr. Yeah. Feather, you failed me. <laughs> you failed me again. And he ends up kick, leaving him and he doesn't get to escape in the helicopter, right? And he ends up getting eaten by a shark, which is ridiculous. <laughs> it was hilarious. But um, I can imagine Satan saying to a prince, you failed me. I didn't accomplish what I wanted here. So I'm going to let this other angel take over from here on out. You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> right? <laughs> and the next thing you know, the prince, uh, the, the prince of Persia is no longer in charge and the prince of Grecia is. And the Greek empire takes over. So men being manipulated by these princes mm -hmm. to conquer in battle, to kill and loot and whatever. And then they become in charge of everything. Right? So there's no such thing as accidental history. Very true. These things have been foretold. These things are going along according to a pattern. So I do believe that, you know, at a, once the British Empire was in charge of everything and the sun never set, there was a prince of Great Britain mm -hmm. and he wasn't a man, right? Then America came along. There's uh... a prince of America, right? <laughs> and we may go down and before all this is in, over with and there could be another nation. It looks like China yeah. is going to be the one, Very the, true. the superpower that will take over and there'll be a prince of China, you mm -hmm. know? But however it plays out, it shows that Satan and his angels are involved. Now, remember, back to that Luke chapter 4 passage when he took him into that time travel and he showed him all the kingdoms of the world. He offered them to Jesus. All these power and all these kingdoms will I give you. They're mine to give. And whoever I want to, I can give it to. If you worship me, it'll all be yours. And Satan didn't win. I mean, Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. Yeah. He didn't fall for it. But he didn't refute the statement. Christ didn't say, you liar, you don't have power of those kingdoms. He knew that he did. Yeah. Because he's had it all this time. If there's princes of Persia, princes of Grecia, he's had control of these kingdoms, mm -hmm. you know. But there was one particular kingdom that he wants worse of all, and it's called the kingdom of heaven. And he can't get that. And he can't get that. Well, he sort of has it right now by default, but it's not real. He's an imposter in that kingdom. He's an imposter on the throne, and that's another mystery we're going to talk about. Ooh. <laughs> There's a really interesting passage in the Bible where Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the, the, the violent take it by force. And they did. He took it by force. The kingdom of heaven belonged to Christ and his people. Yeah. Right now it's occupied by Satan and his angels. Yeah, I know. I know. It's hard. That's why the world is such a mess. Yeah. And why it never gets better, mm -hmm. you know, because he doesn't want it to get better. Satan doesn't want it to get better. It's terrible. But there's good news at the end of all this. So don't worry. We're going we're gonna to find out. Now, you'll recall in the past we talked about uh, Lucifer was an, uh, an angel. Satan yes. was Lucifer. He is. And he was an angel in the past. He ruled over kingdoms. In the book of Ezekiel, chapter 28, we talked about the fact that God said, I'm going to, because you did this and you lifted up your heart with pride and you wanted to be God, I'm going to cast you to the ground. I'll lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. Well, that's when this happens. When the war in heaven takes place, Coming up in the future sometime, we don't know when, mm -hmm. and Satan and his angels are cast out in the middle of that week, that seven-year period, yeah. then he, I'm going to lay thee before kings. He's going to suddenly be before man. And the kings, the rulers of the earth are going to go, 
what are you doing here? Who are you? How'd you come here? So some, he's got to come up with a plan. He's got to come up with a, how's he going to convince the world to think he's a good guy? Everything hinges around what he was doing in the past and what God is doing now through Jesus, the seed of the woman, right? Yes. So that, this Bible is this, it's more amazing to me than a science fiction movie. Mm-hmm. the way it's playing out, if you'll read it in light of the way it was meant to be understood, you know. So there's been a battle between Satan's angels and God's angels in the past. Yes. We've seen that they fought right here in the book of Daniel, just trying to get a message to Daniel. I know. So they fought then. You know, it wasn't the big battle, but mm-hmm. it was a skirmish, as it were. And if you think about it, try to get a visual in your mind of this. Let's pretend for a moment that... You could see the earth as like a sphere floating in space. Okay. And the earth is surrounded by angels, bad angels. Oh, goodness. Fallen angels, like like a military occupying another country. Okay. And so they set up their barbed wire and their barricades, and, they, and they're defending it. Mm-hmm. Their guns are pointed out from where they live outward so nobody can come take it, right? So imagine angels doing something similar. They've got their... Whatever, their weapons, their spaceships, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever they use to fight against God and his angels. They're trying to keep and secure occupied territory, the earth. They don't want God to get through to man. They don't want God's angels to get through. That's why Gabriel had to fight with Michael to help him against the prince of Persia. I know. And they broke through enemy lines. They got down here <laughs> and they delivered the message to Daniel. And then he said, after he was done, now i got to return and fight again to get back out. Oh, Can you imagine? That's the worst. So, so what's interesting is when we talked about that 70 weeks, and the 70th week is seven years. And when we talk about that, those years, well, the catalyst that starts all that is going to be an event that's called a mystery. And people refer to it, it's not, the word is not in the Bible, but they refer to it as something called the rapture. You've heard of that before. Yes. In the Bible, it means caught up. So it does involve going and leaving this planet with people that are believers, okay, according to the Bible. Well, if the earth is surrounded by bad angels and a bunch of believers are supposed to leave this world and go meet God up in heaven, that means a huge breach has to be created in the enemy lines, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, it looks as though this event called the rapture takes place when an angel, the archangel, shouts and a trumpet is blown. Now, in the Old Testament, when trumpets were blown, and the Hebrew word was shafar, it was like a ram's horn. Okay. It was used to signify to the nation Israel, it's time to gather. They either had to gather for a meeting, gather for a Sabbath, gather, gather for a feast day, or gather to battle. Okay. So the shafar blows, Michael shouts, and out we go. And it's like we, we punch a hole through enemy lines. And this huge hole is left in, uh, in Satan's enemy lines, and the ranks have been broken, and they're now vulnerable. And it's possible that in that moment we go out, that's when God's angels come down and they engage them in battle. Because there's a rift now. There's a, there's a vulnerability yeah. So, and, and the angels created, God's angels created the hole, and we go, so we could get out, and now they're going to engage in battle, and they're going to fight for the next three and a half years until they're cast out to the earth. That's this war that's coming, the war in heaven. 
What a very interesting war. So they fought in the past, mm -hmm. probably when the original rebellion took place before man was created. We've seen skirmishes of them fighting, like in the book of Daniel, mm -hmm. where the prince of Persia was engaged. And then we see in the book of Revelation, there's going to be another battle. And there's a similar thing going on now, and it's the spiritual realm that people don't want to acknowledge. Yeah. But it's true, and it's real, and it's ultimately going to lead up to this battle, because what's happening is... Christ is getting ready to come back and take his kingdom of heaven back from the violent who took it by force. And they don't want him to take it. So they're getting well, he ready. Is. <laughs> he is. That's right. He sure is. So we'll stop there because of our time. But uh, what we're going to do, we're going to pick up next week in the next episode is we're going to talk about UFOs and angels and see if we can draw a connection. Ooh, super exciting. So I thank you all for listening today. I want to remind you to, if you uh, like the podcast, make sure you subscribe, make sure you share it, and leave a review. We'd love to hear what you think about it. We'd like to know whether it's good or bad, and uh, we, want to, we want to read them and see if we can make the, the podcast even better. So till next week, this is Scott. And Zena. Saying thank you for listening. Have a great week. Bye. Thank you for listening today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Bible Mysteries and share it with a friend. If you want to learn more, you can go to Unlock the Bible Now. That's utbnow.com. Thanks again for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast. You can even gift a subscription to a friend. That's right. Remember, just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com to join and help us expose the satanic global elite, or make a tax-deductible donation at UTBNow.com. We need your help to fight the global censorship of the truth. Thanks for your support.